Welcome back, Literary Slummers, to a Maritime Monday episode of Shelf Aware and On the Good Ship Titanic. <laughs> it's a slow trip across the Atlantic <laughs> where the rich girls play, but you gotta look out for stowaways. <laughs> I'm M. That was good. I'm Anna. Thank you. Oh, this week on Shelf Aware, we have returned to our fave, your fave, everyone's fave, Gordon Cormon, uh, with a really just boring, mediocre book. Uh, <laughs> yep. Uh, wow, this was... This was rough. Uh, the first book in his Titanic series is called Unsinkable. Uh, Gordon, where's the plot? <laughs> Where is the plot, Gordon? I think what has happened here mm-hmm. is Gordon said, fellows, <laughs> speaking, of course, to the, the folks uh-huh. at Scholastic. Yes, of course. Fellows, I, I wish to write a historic epic. And they said, cool. People love your trilogies. And he said, no, no, no. I can't do a trilogy for you see it is about the Titanic. And there's kind of just one plot point that happens Everyone there. knows and what happens with Titanic. It's that it sinks. And Scholastic was like, mm, but we'd rather you do a trilogy. If you do a trilogy, we'll give you a contract for six figures. And he said, okay, I can split this up. Gordon Corman got to get that bag. Of course. Uh, but it didn't, it's not, it's not the most intriguing. Makes some really wild claims at Make the end some here interesting claims about where the book series may take us mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i feel like this book was about getting on board the ship uh-huh i think the next book is actually going to be the best one because i think it's going to be hijinks yes such and as the third one down. the boat the crashes third one is going to be the the uh you know the what happens to the titanic yeah. part of it so um, right at the top can we just say do you think these kids are all going to die or live you know, I thought a lot about this. Me too. And I was going to say I think some of them die because of things that happen early in the book. And I was like, okay, Gordon, you're mm-hmm. starting with a hard stance here. This is a serious subject matter. And bad things sometimes happen to kids. And we're accepting that. And you're putting it on the page. So, yes, I think you would kill a child. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it, with the end it of the book, it. seems like maybe we're going to be pulling those punches a little bit. I see. I think, I think maybe at least one of them will die because you can't end the book with the knowledge that's coming out at the like right. That's still a mystery in our history mm-hmm. today. Yeah, that's true. And if you're gonna make it so factual that the Titanic does actually sink, mm-hmm. then you can't you can't have the mystery solved in real life well, of the book. I would say. There's a couple ways around that. Either they find out that it's not the person they think it is. It's someone who's, like, interested in that person. Mm, a fan. So then, yeah, a fanboy. Um, or they find out, but it is someone who is famous and well-liked, such as the boat designer or something that like that. That would be absolutely wild. And they decide not to tell in order to preserve their memory. Yeah. I could see that being the thing. But yeah, otherwise there is going to be a bit of a plot hole of like, why didn't you tell anyone? Pause. Everyone, everyone listening right now, pause the podcast Uh and contact 
M or I, any way you have. If you have our personal numbers, text us. We're on Discord. Send us a message. Twitter, tweet at us. What do you think the mystery is? This isn't just a book about the Titanic. It's yeah. another historical mystery that has the potential to be solved. Um, if you already know, don't say, because that's a dick move. But if you also haven't read these books before, uh, what what other historical mystery do you think these children are going to be trying to solve aboard the aboard aboard the the doomed boat titanic think about the time period 1912 1912 you know it definitely is something that was relevant at that time period for Mm -hmm. sure and then once you've sent us your guess then you can go ahead and continue listening we might have vamped long enough that you didn't have to pause uh, <laughs> but so, also, I don't think we're going to say it right now. We're going to say no, it. No, we're going to say it at the, when it. it comes up yeah, at the when end. It, when it occurs naturally. Yes. So this, is, this was this was quite, quite I laughed. reach. I laughed so I hard. did a lot of Googling just to see if certain things make sense. They don't. Is this a theory that people have about this person? No, 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 no. This there is completely other... fabricated for the book. I mean, I didn't actually even Google that. Let me Google that real quick. Yes. Google that first to see if this is an actual theory. That depends on how hard I will dunk on it. <laughs> I have never heard this theory before. And I'm not, like, into this subject. Yeah. But you think but... it would have come up with the things, like, I, I mean, I, I like things that are adjacent to this subject. The closest I'm seeing is that there was a guy who maybe is related to this that had a friend who was on the Titanic. Okay. But I don't see, I don't see any actual like, yes, I think that aside from people being like, wouldn't it be cool? And all of those are from after this book came out. So. Gotcha. I don't believe that that this is anything anyone is legitimately suggesting as an actual theory. Gotcha. Um, Here's my second question for you. Mm -hmm. Were you ever a Titanophile in your childhood? Did you, did you love Titanic? I feel like I've talked about this on the podcast before, but maybe not. Um, I did not see Titanic as a child. Mm. And in fact, the only time that I got in like individual trouble from an adult mm-hmm. uh, in school that wasn't like stop reading and do your work. Stop reading, nerd. Right. Was Titanic related. Oh, okay. Um, because I had this friend and I think we were probably like seven at the time. I had this friend who had seen the Titanic, wild at seven years old, mm-hmm. had seen Titanic, the uh, popular movie. Um, and she asked me one day to play Titanic with her. And I, I think you have told. Yes. <laughs> I feel like I've told this story. So I'm sorry. That's if OK. I'm it's probably been ages. It. Um, I had never seen Titanic. And so she said I had to be Jack and she would be Rose. And I decided to add my own flair to the story as M does by deciding that Jack was a murderer who had killed Rose's mother. Oh, nice. And so in Rose, my friend said something to me about my mother will never let us be together. I said, your mother's dead Rose. And she got (laughs) very upset and went to the teacher and said that I was making fun of her dead mother, which she did not have a real life dead mother. 
Excellent. Okay. She just was upset that I was saying Rose's mother was dead. And the teacher misunderstood this to mean that I was making fun of her for a literal IRL dead mother. And I got put on like a wall duty for where you just have to stand by the wall for the rest of recess. Jeez Louise. Um, Also, another time that Titanic has gotten me in trouble. When I did eventually see the Titanic uh-huh. uh, movie, which was in one of its re-releases, not the most recent one. But the I think one before like, that. There were two before that, I believe, oh. which is weird. Um, but I saw it in theaters as an adult in my 20s, probably, with some friends. And when I got out of the movie, I cried so hard that I was swerving and got pulled over. So, so nice. That was such a so nice Titanic, Titanic story. has ruined my life. How about you? <laughs> I, um, yeah, Titanic was so, so much a part of, uh, I don't, it's like, it's like one of those things, like you could be a horse girl, you could be an Egyptian Mm. mythology girl, you could be a Titanic girl, right? Yeah. Um, and honestly, if it was because the movie was released around that time period, like there were a lot of children watching this movie that is not intended for children. Mm -hmm. Um, but I yeah, I remember like, a lot of nonfiction books about the Titanic at like the Scholastic yeah, Book Fair for yes. sure. Yes, and then they had like that traveling Titanic exhibit that went mm-hmm. to different cities and stuff, and you got to put your hands on an iceberg, and they're like, "This isn't the real one; it's just some cold ice." What? Uh, yeah, can you imagine? Um, so Titanic was like very big. I was not like I I enjoyed the Titanic like in in that way that kids like latch on to weird historical things you know but i was never as obsessed with it as like i had a family friend it was close to at the time um was so obsessed with the titanic had like models of the titanic same age as me had like mm. models of the titanic read all bunch of nonfiction stuff about titanic was like super into it had like a point and click adventure game we could not beat no <gasps> matter how many hours we played adventure it. game yeah. i think my aunt had that it was fun but hard we uh never solved it um so i just feel like titanic was like a big part of my childhood Mm -hmm. through that even though i was kind of like take it or leave it um so i don't know this is kind of like a fun nostalgic dive back into the, the the titanic of the of the early aughts, very late 90s. Well, but this book was written in 2011, is the thing. Yeah, so what was Gordon, Gordon, what was Gordon you on missed that he the, thought... the trend. And I'm trying to remember when the re-releases were, because I don't think, I think there was one in maybe 2012 and one after that. Let's see, Titanic I think... movie re-releases. 3D, 2012 there was a 3d re-release okay and 2017 and then 2017 so definitely not anything around 2011 like 2012 he that doesn't track because he would have had to like come up with the idea in 2011 at the earliest you know yeah um so i don't know what he was thinking with this one that he was like man kids love the titanic but I guess, I mean, according to you, they do. I wonder if that still is the case. Like, was that the case in the yeah. 2000s? Is that still one of the hot topics for, like, nerdy obsessions, historical right. obsessions? I don't know. I don't know I don't what's know. cool anymore for, for this what... 8 to 13 demographic. <laughs> I don't know what was cool when I was 8 to 13, mm. so certainly not now. Yeah. Well, um. If you were a Titanophile, let us know. Mm-hmm. Love would love to hear about your experiences with the ship. I'm really vamping because there's so much that doesn't happen in this book that you're just stalling for time, my friends. 
basically this book is we're introduced to our four main teens. Uh, classic Gordon Corman classic setup. Classic Gordon. We got two girls, two boys. Yes. Um, from various walks of life, but, you know, not very various. Yeah. Two poor boys, two, two rich, rich girls. Two rich girls. <laughs> all white, probably. Probably But one is white. Irish, so. So that's kind of a minority. Yeah. And um, they get on this ship, and you all know what happens. So what what in, like, the three days that they're on the ship can they get up to? Now, we do have a lot of this first book is pre-shipping. That's true. About the first half uh, of it is. About them and their lives and how they got to be on the Titanic. A question we were all asking. <laughs> yep. Um, so let's, I guess, just go through these four four children on their journeys to get on the Titanic, right? Yeah. Let's go from most boring to most exciting. Okay. Um, Who is most boring? I'm going to give most boring to Alfie just because he's a boy. I disagree. I think it's Juliana. Oh, that's true. That is true. But I was, yeah. Alfie at least has an inciting incident. That's true. Whereas Juliana, it's kind of implied that there might be something going on with her backstory. Her dad is reckless and maybe investing in oil. Yes, maybe investing in oil. Her father is a rich He's an earl. He's the Earl of Glamford, which I don't think is a real place. Um, (laughs) Glamford. It's England, so it could be. Um, Apologies to the people uh, of Glamford if it is a real place. It sounds like a a (laughs) fart to me. She goes by Juliana Glam, which get it because like she's rich because she's rich and beautiful these girls are like 13 and they're hit on by grown-ass she's men the entire 16 book. oh is she yes hit on by grown-ass men the whole book she's 16 they're older than the dive kids then it's it's 13 to 16 is the range because okay. i think it's 16 15 14 and 13 oh great i believe yeah and the books her her introduction is her dad is kind of like He's just a socialite kind of guy who's always looking for the next big thrill. And um, he flies an airplane over the Titanic and almost crashes it. And then they're going to spend two months in the States, uh, maybe eventually going to Texas. Juliana has no idea. She's like, I don't know what we're doing on this trip. I'm just coming with dad because someone needs to keep him in line and my mother can't do it. And uh, they say goodbye to the mom and she's like sobbing. And this is one of two backstories that is, my parent is reckless and I must keep them in line because their significant other can't. And it's both the girls. Yeah, we really love um, parentification of the women here. This is wonderful for everyone. Absolutely. Um, So that's Juliana's whole story. She's kind of mean to the others uh, because she has a very um narrow-minded view on uh what the poors should do around her and also how a lady should behave so she's kind of rude she's kind of the outlier of the group i would say uh but you know the girl's probably got a heart of gold buried under all that snobbery so and if not she'll be dead in three days so So it doesn't matter (laughs) (laughs) then we have alfie who um his dad is a sailor and his mom is has abandoned him. So the dad mm. is always gone on different various ships. And the mom was bored and flighty and just decided to leave Alfie behind. Uh, Alfie is 15. Um, and so he goes to the to Titanic's 
bursar's office or whatever to be like, hey, my mom abandoned me and I have no money to eat. Can you guys give me some of my dad's paycheck so that way I can survive? And they're like, nah, sorry. There's nothing here in the paperwork that says you're allowed to take his money, even though you have your birth certificate with you. Sorry. So then he lies to the people of the Titanic and they hire him and they give him a job as a steward, first class steward. Uh, His dad works down in the boiler room, um, shoveling coal and stuff. And uh, and he lies about his age. He lies about his age. You have to be 16 to get a job on the Titanic, but he's 15. So not like a very severe lie, but. Um, and, uh, his dad is like real happy and thrilled to see him. Like he seems to love his boy a whole bunch. And very forgiving of the mother. Very forgiving. He's like, ah, well, that's the type of woman your mom is. So happy. At least she took care of you. And Alfie's like, she decidedly did not. Yeah. His dad's like, yes, she did. Because you're so smart. Obviously she raised you to be smart. And that's how you got aboard the ship. I never would have thought to get a job on the same ship as you clearly that's all your mother's doing and Alfie's like I don't want to argue about this like, dad I barely know you because you're always on ships um so let's just enjoy this time we have together and then uh we find out he's getting paid like three dollars um for the entire journey which I didn't know which... if I guess it was supposed to be like that's not a lot of money uh from based on Alfie's description but I I had no no um frame of reference I was like cool three bucks <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. 1912 was a long time ago. Over 100 years. Sure. Maybe he wrote this for the 100th year of the Titanic sinking. Oh, maybe that's what it was. <laughs> Just now looking at the wow. date, I'm like, oh. Yeah, we're dumb. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> that's almost certainly what it is. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Sorry, Gordon. We doubted Sorry. you. Uh, then there's the other girl. What's her name? Sally? Sophie? Sophie. Something with an S. Sophie sounds right. I'm going to go with Sophie. Uh, Her mom is a very famous suffragette. Suffragist. Suffragette. Suffragette. An American. Uh, And who has, she and her mother have come to London so mom can continue doing the good work of riling women up. Uh, They are like a wealthy family, but they're from America. So like, you know, they're still beneath all these London socialites and, and, and mom is going around making a lot of trouble. She's often getting arrested. And Sophie's having to like post bail for her and stuff. And usually like dad does this job, but for some reason dad couldn't or didn't want to go to London with them. So Sophie's taken it upon herself to kind of like make sure her mom doesn't get in too much trouble with the cops, which why are we asking this of Sophie? Why didn't Sophie just stay home? Why not just let mom, if mom is such big, feminist woman just go by yourself then i don't know see i disagree i think sophie is a fucking stick in the mud and a narc i'm <laughs> she not is fan. very much like, i can't believe mom wants equal rights so god it's so annoying how so my mom is fighting for women's rights yeah what why doesn't she just do what the cop says and i'm just like sophie a <laughs> cab okay number one number two i get that this is kind of divorced from like reality but it's also wild to me that they're like, oh, yeah, she's just a, she's a suffragette. We arrested her and and, uh, you know, we're just going to let her go back to her. We're going to deport her to America when like actually suffragettes at this time in Britain were like subject to really inhumane treatment in jails. Um, yeah. Kind of famously so. Mm-hmm. So 
I don't know, the whole handling of this, I was like, I get that he's trying to be like, oh, cool, women's liberation for kids, great. But at the same time, I'm like, much like I suspect the subject of the Titanic will be somewhat cheapened by the fact that I think all four of these kids are going to live, I feel like the whole suffragette thing is also very much cheapened by, A, they're not really being... Being written by a man, they're not really being any sakes, and her do- her fourteen year old daughter being like, "Oh God, mom is so embarrassing about it." That's such I can't imagine b- being a fourteen year old kid who is being brought up by someone who thinks you know like is so impassioned by women's liberation. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. having come to the conclusion of like this is a cringy, this is chuggy, essentially. Uh- <laughs> Mom, it's so uncool to want to vote. Like I can't believe you. It's it's very frustrating. And then she, and because she ends up getting arrested too. Yeah, which is we what learned Sophie's to- got some bite to her because she sees someone being mean to an old lady and she jumps on this cop and beats the shit out of him. And then her mom is like, "Why did you do that?" And Sophie is like. Well, I had to blah blah blah, and her mom's like, "No, like your job is to stay out of trouble and post jail, post bail," and I'm like, "Yeah, Sophie, like everyone has a place in the revolution, my dude. You need to like we have <laughs> to work the, together you're on obviously this." Obviously, the mom of the group. <laughs> like you need to not go to jail so that this can work smoothly. I don't know. It, you it have didn't... to make sure everyone's hydrated. Bring the matches for the bra burning post bail. Those are your or jobs. Or just just sit out. Like you're you don't want to be involved. So just go sit, sit out. That was your one job. Your mom you know, goes to jail. Yeah. Right. Because her because her mom is like intentionally getting arrested to prove a point. Right. Yes. So the the whole Sophie is just annoying. And bad at her job to me. And Mm -hmm. I mean, like, yeah, she's 14. But also we have in this book, like, a 13-year-old who's lived, we're going to get to in a second, and who's had it way rougher than Sophie has and still can kind of get his shit together a bit better than her. I I don't know. I'm just, I'm not a fan of Sophie. Yes. And, and, and then so after, after they're in jail, Sophie and her mother are then allowed to uh, board the Titanic and, and float back to America in full luxury are in fact forced to board the Titanic. Yeah, they are told please leave and don't come back to London or wherever it is this boat is and uh they do because they're rich. So wild. Yeah. Yeah. If Sophie's mom was really a feminist, I don't know, maybe she wouldn't she wouldn't I mean, look, board the Titanic. <laughs> I'm also going to go ahead and predict that Sophie's mom was probably one of the white suffragettes who were a little bit uh, not about all women's rights yeah, no, yeah. in America. <laughs> I'm kind of suspecting that that also might be why she went to Britain, because she was just like, well, I don't have to deal with any of these type of folks over there. I'll yeah. go work over. Th-. You know, it just she gave me that vibe specifically when she um, when I can't remember if it was her or Sophie. One of them said something about like everyone should follow the law like her mom I, she she was remembering something her mom said about like being careful of lawless folks and i'm like like you you've been yeah, arrested yeah. multiple times so you can <laughs> I, like i just feel like she's she's the type of suffragette who's like well it's i'm fighting for my rights which are important but you know yeah. this poor person who is in jail because they were trying to feed themselves they just need to follow the rules they just rules. need to work harder yeah i both of them gave me bad vibes agreed um, and then finally we have got Patty, uh, Irish stereotype the Irish character named Patty and his friend Daniel. Um, so 
Patty and Daniel are a couple of kids who live on the streets. They found each other um, after both arriving in Belfast. Um, I think Daniel is... Uh, Patty was running away from an abusive household. I can't remember. Daniel just might be straight up orphan. Uh, I didn't know his parents or something. I don't remember. Mm. But the two of them find each other. the best of friends. Uh, the thing about Daniel, though, is he's the most smartest, amazing boy in existence. He can read. He can write. Beautiful boy. And he also does some light engineering on the side. Um, <laughs> the, the two of them, the book starts with them picking the pocket of a very wealthy individual. They get banknotes, actual banknotes um that daniel's like we can't spend these because the second we like kids like us show up spending money like this like they're gonna know we stole it so daniel all, or patty all we can do is hide these bills and not spend them i think at this time also like banknotes you can literally track yes like, like because there was they like have 10 numbers of them. and yeah so <laughs> I, I you know daniel is is correct here yeah the, all, I also want to say, order. Gordon Corman obviously had a favorite character, and it wasn't any of the other three. Cause oh, yeah, This for book sure. is all about Patty. <laughs> I mean, much in the way that Hockey Boy was the main character of Dive, even though there were four of them, uh-huh. Patty is the main character of this series. Yes. He got more screen time than uh, Hockey Boy, even. So yeah. this is definitely, unless each book, oh, no, there's only three books. I'll say unless yeah, each so book is. Yeah, so it can't be. Mm-hmm. Also, with the way this ends, I, I suspect there will be more uh patty centric shenanigans going forward so um they run into the guy that made the titanic and they're asking him questions like is it really unsinkable and he's like yeah here's all the stuff about titanic if you all want to know you you look it up you look up what made the titanic unsinkable it's 16 individual compartments so if one of them gets (laughs) run i just told them to look it up don't do the work for them (laughs) if one of them runs into something that one will break open and flood but the other 15 will keep it afloat and uh daniel's like are you sure there's no way this the ship will sink and mr boatman is like well if you think of a way you let me know um i'll tell them at the at the titanic office i'll tell them a mr mr poor kid daniel uh, he can come in if he's got an idea of how the Titanic could sink. Um, so so Daniel and Patty go home. Daniel's like doing engineering uh, all hours of the night. He's exhausted. He's not eating. He's not sleeping. He's obsessed with figuring out how the Titanic could sink. And um, Patty is like, wow, I really, uh, I'm hungry. I'm going to go out to eat. And while I'm going out to eat, I'm going to spy in a window shop, a, a shop window, <laughs> I'm going to spy some nice paper and a pen, but they're so expensive. Ah, but we have those banknotes. Oh, but Daniel said don't spend the banknotes. Yeah, but if you're going to have money, you might as well spend it. So he goes and gets the banknote. He goes in the store. He buys the thing. And the guy's like, oh, hold on. I just have to verify that these are real. The man takes his dollar and he leaves the shop and is gone for an extended period of time. Patty must have no street smarts because he sits there the entire time thinking, I can't wait to bring this nice paper and pen home to Daniel. The guy that owns the store comes back and he's like, there's the kid who stole your wallet. Turns out that the person that Patty and Daniel pickpocketed was the brother of a well-known mob boss. This is a mafia romance, guys. Uh, well-known mm. mob boss in Belfast. And this guy wants to fucking kill a couple of kids for, for pickpocketing him to set an example. Daniel says, oh, no, can't have that. Throws a stool at a window. It shatters. He jumps through the window and he races through the streets of Belfast Wait, Patty. With, huh? 
said Daniel. Oh, it's Patty. Yeah, sorry. Daniel's at home <laughs> being a nerd. Speaking of Daniel, he's at home. He's he's drawing his diagrams. He's like, aha, I've discovered it. The way that the Titanic could sink if something made a huge scratch all along the whole side of the Titanic so that it opened up into every one of the 16 compartments, the ship's going to be fucked. Why didn't the adult think of that is my You question. would think. That seems pretty, pretty basic. Pretty basic. I uh, guess because they're assuming everything will be hit from front. Yeah. But the, that seems... The front of boat is very narrow. <laughs> that seems like you aren't quite realizing that you're working in a in a, you know... <laughs> two-dimensional space honestly you don't even have to bring the third dimension and do it for that to be an yeah, issue something could come up next to you just because you think the boat's going straight doesn't mean that everything else in the water is moving that way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so he rushes to titanic office patty meets him there uh and on accident kind of he was just kind of running in that direction he's like oh hey uh i kind of did the thing you said not to do daniel's like ah oh, damn it well let's get inside here to titanic office and maybe we'll be safe but before they can get there, the, the mobsters catch up to him. Um, Patty it hides in some boxes, and it turns out it's like some crates that are being loaded onto the Titanic. So he gets lifted up by a crane and is deposited on the Titanic. He peeks out. He sees the mob guys hitting Daniel. He hears a sickening crack, and then he thinks his friend Daniel was murdered. I think he also sees, like, blood. He sees blood, yeah. So, thankfully, before all that happened, Patty was able to pocket, like, one of the diagrams that Daniel was working on. So, uh, I don't know. We all know the Titanic is going to sink anyway. The, this news, it, it doesn't matter. But, you know. Maybe it will give these children an edge in getting off of the Titanic if they realize that it is destined to hit something sideways. <laughs> it's for real, real going to sink. Let's jump, guys. There was a lot of... uh the various characters saying a portentous thing and then looking directly at camera and winking. Yeah. Like, seems like there's not a lot of lifeboats. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> we certainly won't need that many lifeboats. Wink. Hey, do you think that we should, we've got enough spy glasses for everyone except for the person at the very top of the crow's nest. Do you think that will be okay? Rhea yeah, it'll probably be fine. Binoculars? <laughs> My favorite was, sir, we've spotted icebergs ahead. Here are the coordinates. And the captain didn't even look. He just put the note in his pocket. And that's how the book ends. (laughs) We we know the boat sinks. We know the boat sinks. No child alive reading the Titanic series is going to be like, well, we also, we know the boat sinks because the prologue tells us the boat has sunk. Like we, so I guess, I mean, he, he is aware that everybody knows. I don't think he's trying to keep it a secret. I think it's just... It's just he's he's doing a lot of nudging the audience and going, get it? Do you get it? Do you get it? This is going to be like those books where I don't sink the Titanic. This is going to be a sinky one. This one, it's going to happen, guys. The big yeah. one. So <laughs> uh, he's on the boat. He gets on the he's on the boat for like four days by himself. Uh, and uh, he's like, guess I'm just going to be a stowaway because I'm going to go to America and hide from the mobsters who are going to kill me. And um they do that so everybody's on the boat everyone's on boat um oh alfie okay so patty um finds uniform changes into the uniform and hides his dirty clothes in the back of the closet where the uniforms are kept and alfie finds them and he realizes that patty is a stowaway but then not before patty can overhear alfie and his father talking and yes well, aren't you smart for getting getting this job, even though you're not yet 16? Oh, yes, I'm only 15, and I have this job. 
Yeah, so they have mutually assured destruction. Neither of them can tattle on the other, even though Alfie really wants to so badly tattle. Um, Alfie, he's like a good boy. He does he does well at his job. He's personable. He meets the girls because um, Juliana is uh, – he has to escort her to, her to dinner because her dad is too busy gambling to do it. And uh, he sits her down at the same table as – Sophie, who Juliana is like, oh, that's the girl that arrived here in a police car. I don't want to be seen with her. But then they become friends because they're like the only two young girls in first class. And uh, then they eventually meet up with Patty. Um, the other complication with Patty, the other, the three others literally have nothing going on except meeting up with each other. <laughs> that's all. That's all for them. Back to Patty. And Main various boy. things that they're saying that I'm like, this is probably going to be something at some point. Like Juliana talking about her father's gambling debts. There's like a part where uh, um, uh, Sophie finds Juliana's father like drunkenly passed out in the hallway and yes. takes him back to Juliana's room. So there's like, you know, little hints of maybe further conflict down maybe the line and friendship books. building. But um, the thing about Patty is that he got on the Titanic to hide from the mobsters, right? The Irish mafia. But guess who gets on the boat um, at their port of call in Ireland? It's the mobsters. Um, Patty has this moment where he's like, I think I- Ireland is calling to me. I'm just going to sneak off the boat now. I'm going to get on this little porter. They're ge- they're doing shore excursions or whatever. Uh, and I'm going to get on the porter and then I'm just going to disappear. No one's ever going to see me again. But as he's getting off the boat, who should see him but the Irish Mafia men? Immediately a spy this boy. Uh, they start chasing him all over the ship. As they apparently have tickets to get on this boat. Yes, yes. They are so I guess that's why. I guess that's why, because if it was just work being done in Belfast, I guess they couldn't have bought a ticket to get on there. Yeah. I'm so just confused they... why the boat went back and forth. Why not just go to Queenstown and then go, I guess, because they wanted it to be, oh, it's, you know. Near London yeah. for the big yeah. inaugural. Because they say in but. in this that most of the people getting on in Queenstown are like poorer, mm, second second class passengers. Yeah. Economy. So I guess I guess they want, and I guess if you were like, it makes more sense to because either way you're gonna do some backtracking, right? If you go yeah Belfast to Queenstown to Southampton and then out versus Belfast Southampton. Queenstown and then out like you're just switching where you're backtracking you know I suppose this is true um they do a whole they do a whole like Tom and Jerry skit throughout the entire ship where Patty just barely manages to hide under a pile of towels in the sauna um and so now he has to hide from both the people who work aboard the ship as well as the Irish mafia who know he's on the ship so that's fun for him He's awoken one morning by one of the head stewards. He's, he's been sleeping in a car. Okay, here's the thing. So they do have the car. They have the car, right, on yeah, board. That was weird, right? It was weird, right? Because it's a 13-year-old boy sleeping in the car where Jack and Rose had sex. That's Which weird. I'm like, well, is They could have walked a, in at any moment. Is this just like a well-known fact about the Titanic that it had a car on board? Was that like a thing? I or must is have this- been. Is this an homage to the movie Titanic? Which is I'm a weird sure. thing to homage to homage, in a children's right, book. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I did laugh when there when Alfie was like, I think someone's in that car. And I was like, don't look. It's R-rated. 
<laughs> it's just Alfie sleeping. Um, just Patty sleeping. Patty sleeping. Fuck. You just don't like Patty. That's I don't like name. that name. I guess it just seemed very stereotypical. Like it does. Feels bad. I, um. <laughs> uh. He's caught hiding in there, and he has to like try and get Alfie to help him out because the guy's like, "We need. We didn't bring our inventory list of everything in cargo or whatever." And Patty's like, "I'll go get it," but then he's like, "Alfie, can you go get it?" <laughs> Because I don't know where it is. I don't know what do. Um, oh, no. I mi- I skipped the whole part where they all four of them go into the cargo hold to begin with. Mm-hmm. How did this come, ab- uh, come about? I'm trying to remember okay, now. Okay, hold on. I think I got it. So Alfie's Patty, like, want to see a secret I found? <laughs> yeah. I don't think that they... Let me think. And Patty was Alfie, there in the car. Alfie That's had found the book already yes. and shown it to Patty. Yes. And then he shows it to the girls because the girls are like, we're bored or whatever. That's right. Yes. The girls are trying to avoid a gross pervert man who keeps hitting on them. Afi's like, can I show you something cool I found earlier this week? And they're trying to decide, is it really cool? Like, Alfie, is it really cool? Or, or are you just being a peasant? Or is people cool? <laughs> just being a peasant right now. Is it going to be like a lot of eggs or fruit? Or is it going to be something actually interesting? Uh, but they decide to take a chance on Alfie. So they go with him to cargo and he's like, I found this book. And they're like, why were you going through passenger stuff? And he's like, no, no, no. It, it probably fell out. I just found it lying here. Don't worry. Um, Patty shows up. He's like, hey, I heard you guys outside of the car I was sleeping in. Um, what are y'all looking at? And Alfie shows them the scrapbook. Okay. It's your final, t- final chance to pause final, the podcast. Lock it in. And lock in your vote for what mystery you think these children are going to solve aboard the doomed Titanic. All right. Did you message us in some fashion? All right. (laughs) This is a scrapbook Alfie has found detailing all of Jack the Ripper's crimes. (laughs) Every single murder. And it includes what Alfie thinks are trophies. From each of the kills that's got teeth in it. It's got blood-stained fabric in it. It's probably got locks of hair in it. Which, These... like, number one, how are those teeth in that book? And how is First that book still <laughs> looking like a book? It he would just be got fully... loose teeth in one hand and just... the scrapbook in the other. And he's like, I think they went together. <laughs> These are related. <laughs> Secondly, this inadvertently makes Alfie's mother the most interesting character in this book. Because... In the attempt to explain why these children know or care about Jack the Ripper and the Whitechapel murders, um, Alfie says he remembers when he was young, his mother talking about how she would never rest easy until those murders were solved, right? Like, Mm -hmm. that's almost his exact wording. So, let's run the numbers on this real quick. Okay. Jack the Murder. Jack the Murder. Jack Jack the the Ripper. Jack the the murderer ripper. who is the ripper uh these murders are taking place in 1888 through possibly 1891 though that is contested mm-hmm. alfie 15 years old in 1912 earliest possible time that he would remember his mom saying some shit i'll say three years old so that's 1900 yeah okay so Again, being generous, nine years 
after these murders stopped. Uh huh. In a completely, assuming that he is from Southampton, because that is where his story starts, which maybe he's not, but he doesn't say at any point he's from London, right? In fact, mm-hmm. he says he thinks his mother has run off to London, which means they did not live in London, right? Right. So they do not live in the place where these murders took place, right? Right. Because Whitechapel is in London. Yes. They don't live there. It's nine years past when these murders happened. <laughs> and this woman is still going around her kitchen to her toddler son, presumably, being like, I will never rest. She's the one until, that did, she's the one that got away. Until Jack the Ripper is brought to justice. That is wild. That is wild. That is like yes. if I was like, I will never rest until Jeffrey she Dahmer is brought a to victim. justice. She ran away and then was like, to protect her 15-year-old son, was like, I have to go back to London and end this I before really he gets hope. aboard the Titanic. Like, this in, in con- like, along with the dad just being like, of course your mom ran away. It makes perfect sense. It's I'm like, what superheroes do. Yeah, she's she is a, a Jack the Ripper hunter. She's a Ripper Ripper. She's a Ripper Ripper. It's the setup for any number of paranormal stories about how Jack the Ripper is secretly a vampire and she's a vampire hunter. How Mm. Jack the Ripper is secretly an evil warlock and she is a evil warlock hunter. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I just I just know in my heart of hearts that somewhere in the same universe where this is taking place. Alfie's mom is off having wild sex with a werewolf. Absolutely. That's it's like- actually uh, Gordon Corman, Gordon Corman writes under the pen name <laughs> Cordon Gorman, and he writes a really sexy paranormal romance historical. I just know. I just know that's what's happening. And I suspect I love that we, will, we will never know what happened to Alfie's mom in this book series, but no. she's off solving paranormal adventures with her grumpy uh, uh, partner who is a werewolf and uh, uh, they have sexual tension mm-hmm. and end up banging it out in the middle of a crime scene. Jack, That's the, just... romance. Jack the Ripper romance novels. Hmm. Oh, 100% those exist. I'm sure they do. I'm just like, do they need to? Alternatively, alternatively, Alfie's mother is the most mm-hmm. boring person in existence because she's and just she's another just so white afraid. woman obsessed with true crime. You know what? You're right. <laughs> she ran off to London time. to start her own podcast about true oh, crime. No. She's like, but this one's different because I'm going to talk about true crime and like the best biscuits in town, right? Like right? I'm going to eat That's a biscuit and solve right? a little cold crime. Like This one's different cold because, cases. because I don't respect the victim's families in any way and just spout up oh no wait that's exactly the same as most true crime oh no yeah we actually glorify the serial killer and think he's really sexy oh no oh no did we we accidentally tell women that they need to trust police and do a bunch of propaganda propaganda is that what we did oh Oh, no (laughs) it's fine we don't have any unresolved feelings towards true crime yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so they find this book and they're like, we're going to fucking find Jack the Ripper on the ship and turn him into the American police. Sure. That's that's how this bo- that's what this book is setting up. That's what the plot of this probably might be. And then the Titanic does the Titanic. I think second book is going to be Jack the Ripper. Third is going to be uh oh, we're sinking. We dropped the scrapbook into the ocean. We had to let our dreams go because we don't want to die. <laughs> 
I also, I said it kind of as a joke at the beginning of the podcast, but I do think that probably the engineer of the boat is Jack the Ripper. Yes, you did. I think that is very interesting. Um, I hope, I hope we see more of him. It could also be the captain of the ship who has balls of steel. Mm. Um, he, the Irish mafia came up to them and they were like, you need to let us kill a child. And the guy said, not on my watch. <laughs> They're like, that child is a thief. And he's like, I didn't see him steal anything. Yeah. On my I boat, saw you try I'm to murder someone. <laughs> yeah. The captain, um, is the, uh, what is, what is the dude from the dive series? The Frenchman. Oh, uh, English. English. Yeah. That's he's him. that for this series the the character that as an adult i'm like he's hot this is the all the all, my my other guess for who could be who could be jack the ripper mm-hmm. the so when when patty was running from the mafia the first time on the ship and he yeah. runs into the sauna and hides under the pile of towels he is spotted by a crew member because he thought mm-hmm. he was all slick and the crew member comes over and whispers he's like follow me quietly and he's like willing to aid and abet in this crime that patty definitely did maybe also that could be jack the ripper wouldn't it be interesting if it was a crew member and not could it be juliana's father could be juliana's father that would be the most wild actually i like that (laughs) alternatively could be juliana I don't no, think the ages young. work out quite right. I don't think the ages work out for the Earl of Glamford either, but... Well, if he's... He could be an old dad. He could be an old dad. As most rich men yeah. seem to be. So if he's like 50, and this all went down like when was 20 the first years ago. murder discovered? 1888. 88, yeah. I opened my clock app instead of my calculator app. Uh... So it's 24 years ago. Yeah, 24 years. So yeah, that could have just been, you know... And Jack the Ripper was, like, from uh, accounts, said to be in his 20s or 30s. Yeah. So, but, I mean, also, like, everything with Jack the Ripper is, like, who fucking knows? Some people say he was a vampire or werewolf. I say that. Corman Gordon says that. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. So they've got their little mystery to solve. The Irish Mafia chases Alfie, or no, chases Patty all around the ship again. I just can't. I can't with these names. Patty gets chased all around the ship all over again. He's running back back and forth across the ship. But this time, the Irish Mafia guys catch him. Uh-oh. What a shame. They take him to the side of the ship, and they're like, we're going to throw you in. Enjoy dying. And as they're about to let go, here comes Alfie. He hits he hits the one of the guys with a heavy object. And, and calls for the crew. Mm-hmm, calls for the crew. Everyone comes running. Uh, Patty is saved, but because he is still a stowaway, he flees instead of answering questions. The Irish Which, mafia guys. Which, at this point, I'm just like, dude, just tell him. Because what are they going to do at this point? Yeah, they're it's not going to throw you in the ocean. They're not going to kill you. You're a child. So, and you're-, you're a child. They're going to be like, oh, you stowed away? Um okay, well, I guess we'll deal with this when we get to New York. Mm-hmm. Assuming nothing terrible happens on the way there. LOL. If only Patty could see into the future and know that none of this is going to matter in about none three or four days. None of it even matters, days. Patty. <laughs> <laughs> 
poor doomed Patty. So Patty takes off running again, but this time the crew is chasing him. And they're like, come back, stowaway. We just want to talk. The Irish mafia guys get put into the brig. They're going to be... They, the guy's like... This made me laugh, too. The guy's like, I give my one call, but because it's 1912, it's like a telegram instead. So he telegraphs his brother, the big mafia boss, and he's like, can you believe it? We've been arrested. I don't know why they've got a slight New York accent because they're Irish, but he's like, can you believe we've been arrested on board the Titanic? Can you please come say, I don't know, do something about that? And in my mind, I'm like, the Irish mafia is going to send an iceberg to the Titanic to rescue the brother. (laughs) I just that that does bring up the question of what could possibly happen with what this plot line. Do? do we think the brother is going to show up, or was that merely just so we could How? see? Oh, it's nineteen twelve. Right. What is he gonna? I guess fly out there in a plane. With the, but where's he yeah, gonna? Yeah, he's gonna get a biplane and crash land on the deck right. of the Titanic in like the next couple of days. I, I feel like this or maybe was just, fly to America. I don't know. I feel like this was just put in place, so. Let's finish up with this because I've got theories. Okay. Yeah. So he his 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 brother in Ireland is like, well, would you look at that little brother got arrested on board the Titanic? What a funny story. We we don't know what's going to happen there. Um, then, but he says that also they found the kid. Yes, who, they found the kid, and then which we is pan, important. The camera because, pans yeah. over. There's Daniel scrubbing floors of the Irish Mafia hideout. He's and he's like, well. Dead. My life might suck, but at least Patty got out, you know? Yeah. Which is very big of him because he could have been like, I can't believe Patty fucking deserted me in my hour of need and is now living the high life in the first class of Titanic. But that's Daniel's a good person. Patty goes to hide on one of the very few lifeboats on board and makes comment of how few lifeboats there are. And Juliana sees him doing this. And he and Juliana have a bad relationship because she's rich and he's poor and she's a snob. Uh, And he's like, damn it, she's going to give me away. I'm going to be down in the brig with those guys that want to kill me. And uh, when when the crew questions which way that Patty went, she goes, oh, I don't know. I think he ran off that way. So she doesn't give him up, which is pretty cool of her, in fact. Um... And uh, I don't know. I don't think anything happens after that. They all get together and they're like, we're going we're gonna to solve the mystery we're of Jack the Ripper. We're going to who Jack the Ripper is. So let's get into series theories. Yes. Jack um, the Ripper is the iceberg. <laughs> Jack the Ripper is the iceberg. Uh-huh. Ripper. It's right there in the title. He's going to rip He's going to rip Titanic. through the boat. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I think Jack the Ripper, I feel like... If they all survive, like, it's kind of like an if-then situation. Yes. If they all survive, then Jack the Ripper has to be someone who has a good reputation who dies on board the Titanic, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because why Why else would they bother covering it up, right? Exactly. Unless they're going to just be like, well, nobody will believe us sort of thing. Um, <laughs> so that's, that's kind of my thought there. I don't really have a – like, I – do think that uh, the the architect might be a choice. Juliana's father might be a choice. Yeah. Um. But there's just so few characters at this point. It's hard to really be like you know. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Um. In terms of the brother of it all, my assumption is that the brother is go like we're not going to really hear anything else about the brother and him coming to help the dude out. I assume he is going to leave for New York. And then when P- 
Patty, something is going to happen there. So Daniel goes with and gets free. And then Patty will meet up with him in New York. That would be thought. nice. And they'll get That's, to be besties in New York right. together. This is, this is my theory as to why this was included. Mm-hmm. Because I think they have to figure out a way to move Daniel to New York. Um, I think Sophie's mom, they're going to be like women and children on the, on the, on the ships. And Sophie's mom's going to be like, that's not equal rights. And then she's going to die on the ship because she didn't get on a lifeboat. I <laughs> think that you're probably right, honestly. And I think, I think oh. she'll, she'll probably like stay on board to help or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be more or, noble than I made it sound, but it's yeah. going to be the same or, effect. Alternatively, she'll be forced into one of the lifeboats. Yes, and, and it'll be spitting whole, mad. It'll be a whole thing. Um, I am going to go ahead and predict that this might include a little bit of romance, such as Star and Hockey Boy in the mm-hmm. last series, like mm-hmm. that level of romance with um, Alfie and Juliana, because oh. I think they're they're setting up for a Jack and Rose here, mm-hmm. but probably they'll live. I, I think too that Alfie will be the most um will be will have the closest brush with death because I think he's gonna try mm. and go down to the boiler rooms to save his dad when everything starts flooding. So I think at this point I'm pretty sure all the kids are gonna live just because Yeah, that would be pretty fucked up. Do, how do you think any of the parents will die? I mean, maybe Alfie's dad, again, he's in the danger zone. He's down right. there in the boiler rooms, he's gonna die first, right? Um, Juliana's dad, I could see dying. Like he's kind of like this guy who's, if he's not Jack the Ripper, mm-hmm. is like aloof, doesn't really pay attention to his daughter, but may do some big heroic sacrifice at the end, or just maybe drunk and unconscious. And Juliana yeah. has to make the decision to leave him behind. I was gonna say I could see a situation, and this might be like way not possible just because of POV stuff, but I could see a situation where. Juliana's father gives up his spot for Alfie's father. Like mm. I he find like Juliana is telling him about like how Alfie's father is his, like his only family and his mother has died and Juliana's father's like I don't even matter and he will either like try to give up his spot for Alfie's dad and like that will be how Alfie's dad makes it out. Cause I do think it would be I think Juliana's father is a prime candidate to die. Yeah. Because yeah. he's He's in the, the not a woman or child. Let's be real. He's in the throes of a deep depression. Yes. And I, I think that if uh, he, like you said, he could do a noble sacrifice of He's some full sort. full of ennui. Would, yeah. yeah. Prime for sacrificing himself. And I mean, Big I gesture. I definitely think Alfie's dad, if this is realistic, would die. I just think that that might be too sad mm. for Alfie, who has no mom. Yeah, this. he'd have to join Patty and Daniel in their little right? orphan group. So I just, and I, I could see uh, Sophie's mom also doing some sort of sacrifice mm-hmm. thing. Um, I don't know. Or having to sacrifice her women's rights and becoming the mom to all these newly orphaned children. Ugh, terrible. Terrible. The worst ending. And then Jack the Ripper stands up as the as the ship is cracking in half. You know how it does because it like goes mm-hmm. down and then cracks. You all know. You've seen the movie. Uh, and he's going to stand up on, on the ship and it's going to crack. And he's going to go, I was Jack the Ripper the whole time. And then dive <laughs> into the water never to be heard from again. Wonderful. 
Wonderful. Just why did we need to add another, like, why did we have to add another big historical thing on top Man, of the Man, we fucking needed something Titanic? to do here. We You're needed like, something to do. Really bombastic 100th anniversary of the Titanic sinking. Throw in Jack. Throw Jack. Throw, he was around the same time, around that same part of the, of the world. Just a couple decades apart, right? Yeah. That's fine. No worries. He's there now, too. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> Just can't believe that's the direction we might be going. Such Gordon, a choice. Gordon, please. I... <laughs> He's making bold choices. Extremely. Uh. All right. All well, right. that's it. That's it. That's it. That's this one. For this first one. Uh, we more. will be back with the next Maritime Monday in two weeks with uh, the second book in the Titanic series. Slightly less unsinkable, we think. <laughs> What's it called? Collision Course. With what? Destiny. <laughs> um, next week, we will be returning to Animorphs after all these it? years with uh, the first book in our uh, Choose Your Own Adventure unit, uh, with, which is The First Journey. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. I've missed my Andalite buddies. In the meantime, if you have any books or units you would like for us to cover on the podcast, either because you think we would love them or hate them, you can tweet at us at ShuffleWareCast or email us ShuffleWareCast at gmail.com. As always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. We are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms, so if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should. Otherwise, I'm going to ram an iceberg into you. See how you like it. Dang. I know. I'm getting violent. If you use Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we'd very much appreciate a five-star review. But if you don't, that's all right, because you are allowed to talk about us anywhere on the internet you like. Uh, In the words of Gordon Cormand, you have to understand, Alfie, Sophie tried to explain, she's not a bad person, but she was raised in a house filled with servants who were no more to her than pieces of furniture. That's the only life she knows. So just get used to her treating you like shit, Alfie. (laughs) Poor Juliana. She's had such a troubled childhood. I feel so bad for her. I had to spend that whole time looking for my phone because I couldn't find it. I thought you were just doing a stretch. No. I was like, oh, her back must hurt really bad. I mean, it does, but... (laughs)